Welcome to Nature Centered, a podcast from Wild Birds Unlimited about feeding the birds and enjoying nature right in your own backyard. Here are your hosts, naturalists John Schaust and Brian Cunningham. Hi, everybody. I'm John Schaust. And I am Brian Cunningham. And welcome to episode number 42 of our Nature Centered podcast. And you know what? It's early December. Everybody's looking forward to the holidays. And we're looking forward to helping you share the joy of birds with your friends and family. It's an exciting time. And this season is not just about giving those tangible gifts but those spiritual gifts too. And if you know us, yeah, we might just have a few <laughs> ideas and suggestions on nah. both fronts. <laughs> but we also, I'm excited, we're bringing back a kid's activity. Help yeah. make some memories while sharing the joy of birds. Yeah, it should be a fun and great show. So stick around. Okay, Brian, it's December, and, and we're definitely starting to see a little bit of winter weather. Got a little snow on the yeah. ground for a few a little bit yesterday, and definitely below freezing. So uh, lots and lots of things are changing in my backyard. How about yours? Oh, mine as well. And all the birds are in there. The ones that change, you know, the goldfinches have changed over their plumages, so they're wearing their winter coats that are nice and drab and... Uh, lots of activity at the at the feeders. Um, really, have had a fun time with my window feeders. You know, everyone knows I, I love the the yeah. window hummingbird feeders. Now I've not had any hummingbirds. No, no vagrant migrants for winter time. But I have a little seed feeder on the window, and you know, just a couple days ago, so much fun. Uh, my oldest daughter was home, and the cat was making the crazy cat noises that made kind of that <laughs> when they see a bird or something outside. There he was, watching the birds right up on the windowsill with the window feeder right there, having a blast. Nice. nice. Yeah, you know, it's funny because before we uh, started recording this podcast, <laughs> we kind of got delayed um, because I've had so much fun just sitting at my window here on my desk and there's mm -hmm. a red, literally as I speak, there is a red shouldered hawk sitting on a limb, probably 30 yards from me. That's so and, cool. And as we were talking before we started recording, it came down right below my, my hopper feeder and I don't know what it thought it had, but it, you know, using those talons to reach down into the leaves, like it was grabbing yeah. something and it flew away with nothing, but he's been back and he's really... He's looking really intent. He's been looking intently at the ground all along. So I don't know whether he's got some little rodent that's working its way around under the leaves, mm -hmm. or I'm not sure what he's doing. But he's oh, still I'm back. Sure he's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful adult. Just a gorgeous. And then we had a couple of deer on the hillside, and yeah, just lots of cool things going John, on. So John's it's been Wild fun. Kingdom. I know. I know. <laughs> yes, it truly, absolutely <laughs> brings me joy to do this every single day and to share it. I mean, you, you know, just to, even you guys, you know, we just back and forth, sharing our stories and... back and forth. It's just, yep. it's something that it is a very special thing to be able to share with people. And, and it does obviously share something very special to those of us who have that relationship with birds and nature oh, and, for sure. and, and want to share that with people. So talking about sharing that joy, um, just this last weekend had the opportunity to, basically train the trainers, do an introduction to outdoor leader skills with adult scout leaders. 
and I taught the nature section. But the coolest part was being able to have my oldest daughter, who's getting a degree in natural resources, because she wants to teach about nature. So Mm -hmm. she joins me for these every once in a while, and we have so much fun. One of those things that we talked about was when when those kids are supposed to be (laughs) finding nature and identifying nature, and they, they, they have a difficult time doing that until you give them the tools. And one of those things we tell them is just if, when the kids can't find nature, just have them stop. Because nature is everywhere. And you can always find things if you just stop and just wait a moment. And then just start looking right where you are. And the longer you stand there, the more you're going to discover. And the cool mm-hmm. thing about birds is they're going to fly by. And maybe yeah. even come closer. It, was, it is. Just, and we did, you know, you just stand there. You just stand there and let it come to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is very cool to do and that. And I love so. those times. And I love that you could share that with each other. Yeah. And just be there and and, sh- and then have that that common thing to share yeah. with one another, nature-wise. Yeah. It's, that, it's so much fun that way. We've got some tips and tricks and some recommendations for people on how they can share their passion, their love, the joy that they get from this hobby and from nature with their loved ones over this holiday season. And some of them don't cost a thing. All right, so let's get to sharing some of this stuff, Brian. We've got a lot of cool things to, to you know, share with people in regards to how they can really, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, how can I share nature with people? Well, you know what? That's right. Get outside is the first thing. Just Number one, just go. You don't need books <laughs> or apps or all these other things. Just get outside. Take somebody out and, you know what, grumble a little bit about getting up early in the morning. You don't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I hate getting out of bed that early? Yeah. <laughs> but it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. I, too, am not a morning person, but throughout the seasons, I take those days very specifically where I will get up and go out before sunrise and just sit out in nature and watch the world wake up. It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah it All really the is. things you can discover. But someone brought up, okay, so if I'm going to go take a nature walk, if I'm just going to go watch the world wake up, what does that look like? How do I do that? <laughs> how do I even know what's happening or how do I identify things? And <laughs> But, John, like we said, the number one thing, just start. Just go outside and start. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not confident in, in, in you know in your knowledge base yet or still trying to learn a lot and, and, and the, you, you want more out of the experience, one of the things I would recommend to people having worked in nature centers and parks for, you know, 26 years before coming to work for Wild Birds Unlimited, uh, you know, there are great places uh, in almost every community to, to get together with people who – love sharing their knowledge about, you know, nature and birds and everything else in between. Um, oh, yes. At, you know, so nature centers always have programs going on. Uh, you know, there are uh, Audubon societies that are typically leading bird hikes. Uh, so lots and yeah, lots of different opportunities. Yeah, some other birding group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Other birding groups. Uh, some places just have nature clubs. Exactly. There, there's usually some kind of group out there that has a focus. And... You know, connecting with them, like you said. Uh, another is go out in nature and take an app with you mm-hmm. or take something to, to make notes. Yeah. Um, something that when you find something cool, just r- jot down some notes so you can look it up later. 
everyone pretty much has smartphones these days and there are <laughs> apps galore for nature john you and i each have our favorite apps that yeah, we utilize i mean you've always told that story of you know back in the day being yeah. a naturalist and before the smartphones and and i did similarly but you were hauling books in a backpack out in the field yeah. all day yeah. long right yeah it was kind of had this my my nature backpack and i had all the uh Peterson field guides. I'd have the wildflower guide. I'd have the tree guide. I'd have the reptile and amphibian guide. I'd have the insect guide. I'd have the bird guide. You know, I'd be walking around with, you know, six or seven books in this backpack. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I did. I mentioned, you know, back in the era of Star Trek, you know, Spock had his tricorder and he could call up anything that was known in the universe on the tricorder. And <laughs> right. I'm thinking, you know, someday, and I'm serious. Someday. So someday there's going to be something like that that's going to, I'm going to get rid of all these flipping books mm -hmm. and be able to, to use <laughs> my, my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We're not there yet, but we're getting darn close, to be quite we are honest. We're on our way. Yeah. 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 So oh, you've got a, couple of, yeah. you got a couple of favorite apps, that, and what well, you both do, that, that actually mm -hmm. help and provide yeah. incredible information, just as simple as it can be. The first one I'll start it off is the Merlin app. We've yeah. talked about this before. And what's what's so amazing about the Merlin app is it's all about the birds. The Cornell Lab of Ornithology are the ones who've developed this. And the cool part is they keep making it better. They do. <laughs> and from the standpoint of you see a bird and you answer five questions and it narrows down all the options for you. Boom. You Maybe you have one, two, or or eight options of what this bird is if you just answer five questions. Yeah, and they're or, not complicated questions either. It's like, no, you know, is it the simple. size of a sparrow or a robin or a crow? Or a goose. Or a, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or a goose. And is, is it, it mostly red, black, yellow, green, you know? Yeah. Is it sitting on a fence in a tree? Is it flying? Yeah. Is it on the ground? I mean, yeah. and, and what what's the date? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gives you these options, narrows it down super fast and easy for you according to your geography, where you are right now, and the time of year of the possible birds. So it really excellent algorithms and makes it really easy. But then also, if you can get a photo of the bird, it'll try to ID it for you from a photo. Or my favorite and the newest yeah. piece they do, yeah. Yeah. sound <laughs> ID. Because yeah. everyone wants to know, well, I hear a bird singing or talking. Who is it? And you hit the sound ID button on the Merlin app and it'll listen. And if it can hear it, it'll give you the options and it'll show you pictures and say, we think it's this bird. How cool is that? <laughs> it blows my mind. And, and I don't think we've talked about Merlin, but this is a fairly new feature. And I don't know that yes. we've actually shared this with people, this new feature on Merlin. And Brian, you and I have been around long enough that, you know, there have been people trying to perfect this for a decade or more. Oh, yeah. You and I have tested some things. I mean, I remember probably literally 10 years ago, mm -hmm. somebody sent us this big honking thing, and, you know, it had like an LED uh, screen oh, on it. Yeah. And and you, you got a bird call and it would give you like the top three possibilities of what that bird call could be. And, and it, it was, was pretty good at least 50% of the time to get I, to nail that bird. But, I was going to say 50%. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's not good enough by any stretch and, of the imagination. And if you can't see the bird and you don't know what that bird is, how do you even know? So yeah, <laughs> especially so, when it wasn't that, that accurate, but yeah. Marlin, this Marlin yeah. app with yeah. the sound ID option, man, it, it is very impressive. Yeah, and most of them just do one at a time. Merlin keeps a running. So if, if you keep yes. recording 
if you hear a song sparrow, it pops up song sparrow. If you hear a cardinal, the second one comes up. It's now mm-hmm. a, it has song sparrow and cardinal. And if you're right. a blue jay, it'll have song sparrow, cardinal, blue jay. It just keeps adding on every bird that's it's logging that it hears. Mm-hmm. So how and cool then, is that? And then it'll save those snippets for you, and you can go back and listen, and you can say, oh, well, yeah, maybe I'm not in the cardinal territory. Yeah. Maybe it's something else. Yeah. And and you listen to it more and maybe replay it. And it, it's, it's a really amazing yeah. app. And it's not no, we, 50 pounds of books in a backpack, right? <laughs> no. It, I, yeah, no. I have, You and I both, we absolutely yep. 100%. If you don't have this app and you are into birds and you have a smartphone, please, please do yourself a favor and, and get that one. It's we could free. talk a lot more about it, but we're going <laughs> right. to burn up our entire allotment of time for this entire show if we do. Yep, so yep. The, other, the other one that we just want to make throw out there, and we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. and that's, it's called Seek, S-E-E-K. Yes. And this one identifies uh, images, if you will. You can put your camera on and you can hold it in front of a flower and it will pop up Mm -hmm. what species that flower is. You put it in front of a tree leaf and it will tell you what species the tree is. Sometimes it'll do tree bark. Yeah, exactly. Like the tree trunk or the branches with the buds. I did a red pine the other day and it got it. With That's just the bark. Fantastic. Yeah, just the bark. Just the bark and not the pine needles? Just, just the bark. That's Couldn't believe amazing. It. Yeah. And it'll and I love that Seek app will also do I do insects galore throughout the yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I love to find the insects. Um, it'll do reptiles and amphibians. Yeah. Um, it'll do birds if you can get close enough with a photo of them. It'll do mushrooms. Oh yes. You oh know. and and lots of different uh, lichens and molds and funguses and, and it's it's amazing that and, and all again, you do been, is use the camera, yeah, and get an image, and it'll try to find it. And sometimes it it takes a while. Sometimes it at least can get you to the family group, if not the species. But it's amazing how accurate that thing is. Yeah, and if it gets you to the family group, it gives you a listing and photographs mm-hmm. of the possible plants in your area that are members of that family. So you can narrow it down and, and confirm which one it might be. Yeah. Now, a- my daughter and I have this discussion like we did with uh, the Outdoor Leader Skills Group. Um, she's not as much of a fan of the Seek app as she is its parent app, iNaturalist. Naturalist, yeah. She prefers iNaturalist because the Seek app, once it nails an ID, it says, well, this is it. And it, it could be wrong. It, it's mm-hmm. usually right, but it could be wrong. Whereas iNaturalist, um, like I said, Seek or iNaturalist is the parent app for Seek. When you use iNaturalist, same format, but instead of telling you exactly what it is, it says, we think it's this, but check out this, this, and this, and then confirm. Mm-hmm. Which that's, she loves that because yeah. then it helps her learn more because now she's not just taking the image. Oh, it's that, and and moving on. She's learning about and in taking a little time to investigate, which lets her grow a little deeper in her knowledge and a little deeper in investigating what she's coming across in nature. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Well, we better move on. We can talk these apps, as you can tell, right. all day long. And and what a cool thing, you know, to share that with your your friends and relatives. You know, mm-hmm. get them get them to to learn our. Or sneak it onto their phone or something. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> definitely share it. Get it on yours. Learn how to use it and show them. Learn together. It literally will blow their minds. It really will. Mm-hmm. 
I do want to circle back because we did talk, you know, this is all about going outside and getting into nature and learning from nature and, and that type of thing. And one of the things that we didn't touch on that I really wanted to, uh, you know, a cool gift to give people at the holidays, mm-hmm. a park pass. Oh, yeah. You know, if you've got a state For park sure. system in your, in, your, in your state where, you know, you have an annual pass, it may be 25, 50, 65, whatever it might be. What a great gift to give your friends and relatives a park pass to all the state. You know, they get in free to all the state parks for the rest for the whole next year. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome gift. Some city oh, yeah. park systems. We have a, a large city, a, a place called Eagle Creek, and it has an annual entrance pass. It has a, mm-hmm. a, a daily fee, or you can buy the annual entrance pass and and uh, use that. You know, and so get 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 an annual entrance pass get to pass. your park. Yeah. That's a great, great gift to give people for the holidays and, and get oh, them outside. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're giving them the, the pathway to nature, right? Sharing that joy. But, you know, we talked a little bit about getting down on having all the books in the backpack. But there's still <laughs> a place for books, right? I have a house full of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might, I don't I might know. have a, a couple of bookshelves of nature yeah. identification yeah, books as well. But, I don't uh, know what I'm going to do with all my books at some point, but I <laughs> I love them now. But it's it is really nice. There's something to be said about opening a book and investigating and and digging through and trying to learn a little bit more. Um, and so we definitely have some amazing book options that we can throw out there for a few different reasons to think about as gift ideas, whether it's for yourself to put it on your list or to. Yeah, buy it for someone else to help share the joy of nature with them. So, John, which one do you want to start with? Well, we've talked about Doug Tallamy in the past. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we talk about the importance of habitat and creating habitat. If you want to really enjoy nature right around your own home, it is all about habitat. Yeah, bird feeding is a great way to draw a lot of birds in and get really great views. But if you want to draw more nature in general, whether it's insects, whether it's more birds, whether it's, you know, more mammals whatever it might be it's all about habitat yeah, and doug tallamy sure. is is the guru of habitat and so if you want to have a, a, a book that really helps people do that and learn how to change their own yard into something that's much more welcoming to wildlife then you know he's he's got a number of different books one of my favorite it's called nature's best hope phenomenal it, yeah phenomenal it's book yeah it's pretty much a, a primer you know, you can, it makes the case as to why this works and how it changes, you know, the, the, the activity in your backyard and then oh, gives yeah. you what you need to know about how to do it. And so right. it's really a great book. Also, there is this Sibley book that uh, came out is about a year ago. <laughs> and I love that what's, one too. What's, <laughs> let me get this title right. What it's like to be a bird. Yeah. And at first, when, when you and I got the book, I know I was like, well, this is interesting. I wonder what this is all about. It is just yeah. the coolest yeah. because yeah. it is so full of all these fun facts about what it is like to be a bird. And and, and it's not even any one specific species. It's just like all oh, sorts yeah, of different no. birds. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still not through it. I've yeah. I've like skim through the whole thing every once in a while i dive into one thing then i get sucked into that and then i go research somewhere else on it and and dig deeper in another resource but 
what a really cool book that, like you said, is kind of like that primer, um, primer. I'm never sure how you say that, but uh, <laughs> to to what it is like being a bird and how cool and and a lot of the questions that start to come up in your mind, and he he helps answer so many of those. You know, we do a lot of educational materials, and we get it mm-hmm. out to our stores, and we train our staff with it, and that type of thing. And one of the things we've done is literally 50, 60 pages of fun facts where we've mm-hmm. gone through all the literature and all the scientific studies and pulled out what we think are like, golly, gee, wow, you know, facts mm-hmm. and information and things. And, and uh, you know, we've got probably 50 species of birds and we Actually, also cover... It's over 80 species of birds. What? I was counting it recently. Over 80 species of birds Boy. of fun facts. <laughs> but, the, but the point being, we, we, you know, and we do mammals, we do squirrels, and we do bats and various other things. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, honestly, <laughs> that would make a really cool book. That would make a really, oh, you know, put yeah. all this together and let's publish these fun facts. Well, unfortunately, Sibley beat us to it because that's exactly what. And when I saw that, it was great. But at the same time, I went, "Darn, missed that chance, didn't I?" That's right. But it's and it's cool because he's laid it out beautifully. It's really yeah. easy to follow. It's fun to follow, and there's so yeah. much learning in there. Great Is illustrations, that... and yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's really well done. Yes, indeed. You know, it, and uh, yeah, go you're ahead. gonna go to you're gonna go to Crosley next. Oh yeah, I could I could guess that you were going to go to Crosley. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. the Crosley ID guides. Um, Richard Crosley is a really neat guy, and talk about a passion for birds. And it's not just a passion for birds; he loves to share the joy of birds with people. And he decided in all of his birding adventures, and he has traveled the world birding. Uh, but his favorite is to just go out and bird, and he loves to do it with other people and just watch and learn about the birds themselves and really observe them. So he came up with this idea for making a a bird field guide a little different than everyone else. Most of the time you have drawings or pictures and it's one it's kind of like a 1 or 2D image. He said the way the brain works is he learned about all this. If you can look at a bird photo, a bird image of a bird in as many different angles and sides as possible. If you've never seen this bird in real life, seeing all these different angles of a bird helps your brain create a 3D image of the bird so that when you go out into the field and you see it for the first time, your brain makes all the connections and goes, ding, that's a blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing because he's laid out his book and, and this really does work. And so it's a little bit more expensive than uh, many of the the other field guides, um, but it's so chocked full of cool, amazing things. He has an Eastern version and a Western version and has put so much work into this because he's gone out and taken like, I think he's taken over 95% of the pictures that are in that book, which means he's in the field a lot. And so I want to, I want to take it one step further. Yeah. I want to take all those photos and do VR virtual reality. <laughs> <Wouldn't that be laughs> cool? Put your glasses on and go, whoa, dude, look at that red-shouldered hawk. That's unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we would be remiss, Brian, if we didn't bring up our favorite book, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The Joy of Bird Feeding by Jim Carpenter. And, you know, Jim, this is the definitive work on backyard bird feeding, which sounds like it could be really boring. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's not. Yeah, it's not. Jim did an awesome job with this book, and it is so stuffed full of photos and illustrations and information. And Jim has a nice, lighthearted way of writing, and so it's just a oh yeah, a really easy, easy read. To, yeah, easy read. And one of the things I wanted to point out, Jim, when he first published the book. I kind of did a tour of a lot of our stores to do, you know, uh, signing parties for his book and that type of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I think that and was back the, in 2017. 2017. So, yeah, four, just four years ago. Okay. So, uh, one of the stunning things about it that I think caught a lot of us off, a little off guard, but thrilled to see it, was mm-hmm. a number of young kids coming in with that book. Yeah, Jim has story after story after story of mom and dad bringing, you know, the seven, eight, nine, ten year old, you know, kid into the store who has literally read the book cover to cover, you know, put Mm -hmm. little tabs on different sections to refer back to them. And, you know, just thrilled to death to meet, you know, Jim Carpenter, the author, and get his signature in their book. So my point being, yeah, again, this this is this is the if you've got a young naturalist in the mm-hmm. family who is really into birds, this is much more because the, the the big portion of this is actually a field guide to birds that are very common in people's backyards. So it gives you a lot of information yep. about those individual birds. But it's also obviously about bird feeding and how you attract birds and different problem solving. You know things with uh, when you might have raccoons. What do you do about those, or what do you do about squirrels and things like that? So, it's it is the definitive work on on you know nature in the backyard and bird feeding in the backyard. And if you've got that young budding naturalist, Perfect. might consider this Perfect book being gift. a good book to give them and see what they think about it because it is it's 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 an easy read and it's full of great images and illustrations that will keep them interested. I think. some of those books apps and just getting outside you know there are a few highlight products we are wild birds unlimited backyard bird feeding hobby stores across us and canada right um i feel feel a commercial coming on (laughs) (laughs) well yeah marketing would love if we'd throw our stores some love you know all of our stores are are individually owned and operated franchise locations if not now when products right yeah if not now when this is this is the time I mean, because let's throw out a couple of highlight products that are actually are really great yeah. gifts for a holiday season. Um, I'll start off, you know, seed cylinders, and we have different character shapes of these yeah. seed cylinders, which are Squirrels really fun. Squirrels and raccoons and snowmen yeah. and, yeah, skunks yeah. and, yeah. And, the, and they're, they're with foods that the birds love in your area. So great little ones. Uh, there, there's one I know you always love. And even though the, the hummingbirds aren't around every year or all year long in every yeah. area, some areas yeah. they are. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think a hummingbird feeder makes a great Christmas gift, a holiday gift, because it's uh, it's the type of thing that, you know, if come spring, they already mm-hmm. have it and ready to go and put out and not have to think about it. Yeah. Um, that That's going to get that feeder out right when it needs to be out to get those hummingbirds coming to that feeder when they first come back from migration. So I think it's a great, I know you're not going to, you're not going to put it out in the middle of January more than likely, unless you live in the right part of the country. Uh, but the bottom line is it's, it's a, uh, and everybody, everybody, you talk about sharing joy. Mm, oh. 
if you don't smile when a hummingbird comes into your backyard bird feeder, you might as well just (laughs) hang it up right then and there. Because if that doesn't bring a smile to your face, I don't know what does. So, you know, think about that. That is kind of the gift that keeps on giving. They get it at the holidays, but they don't get the payoff until next May, maybe, or late April, May, whenever it might be Mm -hmm. when the hummingbirds. But you guarantee can you imagine you're going to get a phone call? You're going to get a text. Ah, the hummingbirds found my feeder. They found my feeder because it's going to be a red letter day for that person. And if you live in some of those places, especially out west and the coastal states, and you have year round hummingbirds, you know, getting that hummingbird feeder at Christmas time, it's only a month or two before uh, like yeah. the Anna's hummingbirds are actually starting to nest. And talk about having her mom come in and then once the babies are off the nest coming in and just the fun and excitement makes a great gift yeah and then we also have each of the stores definitely have pre-wrapped gift ideas with different themed focuses of different whether it's seed focus or some kind of suet focus or a bark butter focus something to help you with a great gift idea it's just an easy come in pick it up off you go and all set for holiday time so there's actually no more fun to this time of the year than to go into one of our shores and just shop around. The owners do a mm-hmm. great job of getting it into that kind of holiday decor and mood. And they have a lot of neat special gift items that they bring in for this time of year. So they are really nice stores to do a little holiday shopping in, as well as get your bird feeding supplies. So take a look. So, Brian, I think uh, we're going to bring back something we haven't done in a long time, and that's the children's activity. I'm excited. Oh, man. I mean, making memories and sharing the joy of birds in your life, what better way to do that than with children, whether it's your own kids, your grandkids, even the neighbor's kids, getting together at holiday times and being purposeful. Here's some great kids activity ideas for you, like making bird feeders and decorating a tree outside for the birds, whether it's from natural and wild food ingredients to concoctions made from traditional bird food ingredients, Uh, but doing decorations that can be strung and placed on that tree, whether it's, you know, put popcorn or dried fruits like cranberries or raisins or dried apples or figs uh, to putting thick fresh orange slices or even peanuts in the shell on this string and then putting like a garland on the tree Uh, you could also make pine cone or bagel feeders you can make them smeared with bark butter or with suet and then have have it mixed in with some sunflower seeds and nuts and dried fruits or you could put out an orange a grapefruit or even like a coconut husk and fill that with a mix of suet and seeds or dry fruits and nuts Uh, You could even make your own suet stuffing or suet muffins or seed cookies, uh, all for the birds, of course. Uh, But definitely check out our show notes for different recipes and more ideas on making memories and sharing the joy of birds this holiday season. Absolutely fun stuff. I think you and I have both done those. Oh, yeah. Not only with our own families, but many times with, you know, scouts and and Mm -hmm. programs, school groups, things like that over the years where the kids just have a blast making that kind of stuff and again oh yeah and then putting it out can you imagine the smile on their face when they see that first bird coming to whatever it is they put out there whether it's you know the the suet or the the uh, pine cone or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. the the joy is just right there yep and so obvious so 
All right, well, I think we've had a lot of fun covering all about the joy of sharing nature and uh, birds with friends and family this uh, holiday season. So maybe it's time to get on the sleigh and wrap up and head on out of here. What do you think? <laughs> we have enough snow for a sleigh. I'm going to be thrilled. But I definitely appreciate everyone joining us. And, you know, we, we definitely we wish you and your family a wonderful and healthy holiday season sharing the joy of birds you know not only just giving tangible but intangible things and it's also about receiving and another way to share that joy hey please rate and review us because then you'll help other people find the podcast and be able to share that joy as well (laughs) grinches need not apply right (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) please take care and be safe thanks for joining us everyone Thanks for listening to this episode of Nature Centered. To subscribe to this podcast, for show notes, or to connect with the Wild Birds Unlimited store nearest you, visit wbu.com slash podcast. Until we meet again, take some time to relax, enjoy the birds, get out in your backyard, and stay nature-centered. <laughs>